Alright, uh, everyone ready for this? I'm ready. Sorry, yes. Oh, we are all singing different things. Sorry. I don't know what that was. Listener, welcome to another fan fucking tastic episode of the Swazoom Podcast. Ass, 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 ass. That is sort of feedback I like. We've got a, we've got a, a wonderful, another ovary-free episode for you. Thank God. Joining us, so welcome to, welcome to another dickful Slazoom podcast. This week's sponsor. So. Listener, are you tired of not having every object in your house conspiring to cause you pain in the winter? Are you tired of not having your hair look like shit? And are you tired of not having your electronics ruined? If so, you should really try out our our newest sponsor, Static Electricity. Static Electricity. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Especially like if you're walking around like touching doorknobs with your butt. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Caleb's like the Sound king of good. static electricity, so oh, he could just so stand up right now and shock everything in his apartment to death. Yeah, well, I, I, I wore, um, back when we were roommates, Colin, and I would shock you routinely, I wore a lot of sweatpants in those days, and that really like amplifies Oh, things, my God. You know? Yeah. Really yeah, every increases. time you get up from the couch, you walk over and touch me. <laughs> Shut <and walk> go <laughs> it, was, it was fun, you know. I got to ground myself. You keep me grounded. That's, <laughs> that's, basically, that's basically the moral of the story here. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm so far away. Yeah. Well, I just need to work up more charge so that I can shock you long distance, you know? Should. Or maybe we can we can run like a... Like a uh, copper cable underground, like a well-insulated copper cable that'll run all the way from my apartment to your house, and then every now and then, like we can we can touch it at the same time and transfer, <laughs> you know, electric charge back and forth. That would be money well spent. <laughs> I'll try to like somehow sue somebody for something. Like somebody hits me with their car, and I'll take them to the court. And they're like, "What do you want?" I want. I want a million dollars paid all on copper wiring. <laughs> you, know, you can have a system where you uh, where you just like have a battery that you charge through static electricity. Then just like at the end of each week, you mail it to Colin. Oh. It shocks the shit out of him when he opens up. He can't even load. mail me my hard drive, let alone a battery. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I wish I could, but... I just don't have what it takes. (laughs) I mean, it would be one thing if I was in the same building as, like, a UPS store. (laughs) But I'm not. I'm next door to one. That's right. (laughs) It's a huge pain in the ass, you know? (laughs) Son of a bitch. I had to walk outside. (laughs) And we've been talking about how cold it is, you know? (laughs) And that means I've had to put on pants and maybe a hat, you know? Like a fancy hat. And uh, it's, it'd be a whole thing. Because, you know, like, if you don't, if you just walk into a UPS store without wearing pants or a fancy hat, 
They won't mail things for you. They'll just take yeah. your things and throw them in the trash. You know, actually, I think the reason you have been going, Caleb, is that you've actually just been trying to make the, the right choice. Because there's also a FedEx store <laughs> in the same block. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that you live on. Yeah. So, I mean, really, it's just like he's caught between. doesn't really know that there, you know, there are too many options out there. It's paralyzing, really. Yeah. You know, if there's I, if there's a USPS somewhere close, then you can totally go in without pants and fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's one there or not. Uh, I mean, the, the closest, like, actual post office is a few blocks away. And, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anybody wear pants there. It's, um, <laughs> everyone's Donald ducking it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly yeah, Donald Bear. Duck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so beating off, I was thinking about the other day, you know, what's, what would be really great is if all your desires, it was easiest to fool, it was as easy to fool your brain as with beating off, you know, like, mm. like, um, you're, like the whole evolutionary hardwiring of like, oh yeah, you get off and you're, you're, uh, reptilian brain is like, hey, awesome, you just you know, probably propagated your genes. Job well done. You just, you know, blew your jizz into a vagina. Um, and then you can, you know, trick your reptilian brain into thinking you've done that with your hand, which would be a very weird vagina. And uh, you can also just, like, watch things that don't actually involve, um, you know, a penis. And it's like, hey, you know, ladies doing things to each other with their fingers. And then go and your reptilian brain's like, oh, this is exactly as good as sex. We're good with this. Wouldn't it be awesome if all desires were like that? Or like all your, uh, you know, needs and desires? Like, imagine, it would be like, I'm going to watch the cooking channel and like chew on some drywall. And I'll be like, oh, that was the best Italian... Uh, you know, Michelin star food I ever had. You know, <laughs> I or thought like you were you gonna go watch. With, a... Like, I I'm really really hungry now, so I'm just gonna watch this porn and beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I my foot itches. I guess I'll beat up. <laughs> like I feel a real lack of uh, you know professional fulfillment. Guess I'll just go beat up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was going to say, you know, like an equivalent thing would be like, you know, I feel like uh, I'm not really, you know, I'm here living my life, but I'm just, you know, going through the motions. I'm not really giving back or helping the world and, you know, getting some sort of fulfillment from that. So I'll just watch a TED Talk. No, there you go. Okay, yeah, that is like just as good. Yep, that is that is the mass TED Talks are the masturbation of progress. I'm helping. I, I'm really pissed off at the world and everybody in it, and I want to fight someone, but I'm too weak and scrawny, and I don't like going out in the daylight. So I'll get on the YouTube comment section and call people fags. Exactly the same. Just as, as good. Yeah, just as good. And also beat off while I'm doing it. Yeah, I mean, two birds with one stone. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I, wish thing, I wish more things were like beating off. I mean, wouldn't that be great? Like, doesn't it, uh, doesn't it seem like a huge, like, loophole in the human, uh, wiring that, that, that you could do that, you know? 
It's yeah. a great loophole. Without it, we'd all just rape each other. Actually, that wouldn't be so bad. Like, if it were a norm, I mean, if, you know. I'd just be like, go bother. Go bother. Talking about Pooh Bear again, you know, he's asking for it, walking around without pants. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing when you go to, you know, the post office, but there he is walking around in the woods without pants. Acre woods, yeah. You know, Christopher Robin is a growing boy. He's, you know, his body's changing. You know, he's discovering himself, and he's discovering Pooh Bear. And, and Pooh Bear's Pooh Hole. <laughs> I think that that entire the entire concept is just a, a parable. Parable, maybe not the right word. But, like, him <laughs> wanting honey, and then, of course, Christopher Robin giving it to him. It's all about a young boy coming of age and yeah. fucking all of his stuffed animals. <laughs> I think parable is the right word. I think that was working to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. <laughs> Blessed are the peacemakers. And did I tell you guys about the time Christopher Robin? Yes, yes. For the 20th time, yes. We've all heard that one. And then he proceeds to tell it again. Uh, and each time Eeyore's tail gets nailed a little bit further into his ass. <laughs> there you go. Man, who's ever going to believe we don't script this shit? This is, this is comedy gold, Jerry. Gold! Man, I, I went to the liquor store today. They were out of uh, Miller Lite. You know you're not in a good liquor store when you're out of Miller Lite, but you want to get out of there yeah. before it gets robbed. So I got High Life. And it's wow. not good. It's not good. Oh, no. Like, as in it's just a bad batch or just High Life in general, not good. Could be. What are you saying? Could be one or the other or both. Mm. No, but it doesn't taste good right now. Oh. So I have, I have a couple bush lights in my fridge, so... It'll be good to not taste anything for a couple drinks. Mm. Well, that's one thing about Bush Light. It doesn't really taste. Nope. Sure so doesn't. you got that going for you. Yeah. Same reason, um, you know, Eeyore really liked it. Uh, <laughs> Full circle. He, uh, he, he feels too much, you know. Yeah, in order to be so depressed all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's always trying to capture that first high of when his tail got put on, but every time <laughs> his tail gets put on, just know, doesn't stay in as well. Yeah, just doesn't stay in as, as well, and it just doesn't, you know, it's not the same. It's an addiction, really, getting a tail put on. <laughs> oh, man. So... I'm not up to date on all the newest PSAs, but of course, when we were growing up in the '90s, I mean, it was—is it just me or was like every other commercial the stop, drop, and roll PSA? Is yeah. You gotta stop, drop, and roll. If your clothes catch fire, there's one thing you gotta do. There's a weird emphasis on that. Uh, that's like, what I was thinking. How many people in their lives get <laughs> caught on fire? I know, you know? right? I, <laughs> I was just thinking. I, I, I have seen someone have to stop, drop, and roll, so that was fun, and it oh. was my fault, so it was even more fun. <laughs> so the story oh. goes like this. So we're all drunk, 
good start, and we're yeah. trying to start a fire. Of course we are. Yeah. And so we got a little bit of a fire going, but it's not going very well, so I get the gasoline, of course. And you know the, the trick that some people do, like when you throw gas on a fire, you know, the, the fire will go back up the can. So you can, like, throw like throw the liquid up in the air, and then it'll go down on the fire. Mm-hmm. So it won't go all the way back to the can. So I tried that. So instead of throwing it up in the air, my drunk ass throws it directly at the fire. So it splashes <laughs> through the fire and hits the guy behind it. And he catches on the fire. And of course, it all, I'm not worried about him because it went back to the can. And I'm like, waving at I hear people laughing at him, just laughing. And then they're like, hey, stop, drop, and roll, man. Stop. <laughs> okay, so... So, Colin, you're, uh, you're, well, not you, but your friend. So if your asshole friend throws gasoline on you, there's one thing you gotta do. You gotta stop, drop, and roll. But yeah, like, it seems like there should have been, there are probably other things that could have been emphasized for, like, public safety and health. They, like, how, how big of a problem was that in the early 90s? Children <laughs> catching on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know. We lived in sheltered neighborhoods. Maybe it happened all the time elsewhere. Yeah. I don't know. People Inner city kids catching on fire for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I, another thing, I, mean, I don't remember any PSA specifically about this, but my impression from watching children's cartoons was that I was going to have to deal with an awful lot more quicksand oh, as an adult yeah. than I've had to. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is like... Uh, you know, if you're watching, like, Scooby-Doo or something, you know, every third episode, there's some quicksand oh, yeah. involved. Yeah. Or, like, um, you know, if you're reading some book, like a, like a crappy book, like, I remember, um, I've mentioned this before, there's a, uh, a book that, a choose-your-own-adventure book that I read as a kid that had spider ants in it. It was, like, out to these I do these remember ants. you talking about this. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, so... It takes place in the Everglades, and there's quicksand out there. And I remember people like going out and then getting stuck in the quicksand, and then getting like eaten by alligators, or getting stuck in the quicksand and getting like covered in spider ants, or getting stuck in the quicksand and then just like getting molested, being stuck, (laughs) getting molested. (laughs) Then Christopher Robin shows up. (laughs) It's like I brought the honey. Yeah. <laughs> so what yeah. what PSAs do they even have? They have all those annoying don't smoke PSAs. Those make me want to smoke more than anything. I know. Ever. Fucking awful. Really bad. Like the ones the, that are like truth or something. Truth yeah. out. Yeah. It's, they need to have like really useful PSAs. Like if you're smoking, um, dispose of your cigarette butt properly because it's toxic be nice. to a lot of things. Or yeah. hey, use your blinker. Always. Even if there's nobody around and you're changing lanes, just use the fucking blinker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you lazy sack of shit. <laughs> I like I saw it on Reddit, like um people who don't use their blinker literally won't lift a finger to help make society safer. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. What what other PSAs? I have to admit something for you right now. 
Okay. If there's nobody else around, sometimes I don't use the blink arrow. You son of a bitch! I'll kill you. No, I'm not proud of it. It's just something that I felt was important to share with you guys. Full disclosure. Yeah. I can't not use my blinker. Like, sometimes if I'm, like, on a road that's curving and there's no option, I'll still flip my blinker just because I'm used to, like, I flip the blinker before I turn the wheel. Like, yeah, me too. I do that. Yeah, same thing. There's a there's a road pretty close to here that sometimes I go up, and it, it's a curve. And the other way is, like, just, like, a wide spot I guess you could park on. But fuck it. I got to let those people know behind me. I'm not parking. Just so you know, I'm not stopping. Yeah. I'm not swerving off the road into this ditch. I plan on following the road. People are like, oh, good. I'm glad you let me know. I thought I was just going to you know, go flying straight forward into that ditch. Oh, here's another good PSA. If you're driving down the road and, and you're like on the interstate or something, keep a good distance between you and the car in front of you. But if you're at a stoplight, close that distance substantially. Because yes. you are making people behind you miss two lights because you leave three car lengths between you and the other guy in front of you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Colin, I feel like maybe you had recently a negative experience of <laughs> having to like wait for an extra light cycle to somebody doing this. Yeah, I was I was turning right coming out of a, a business and so I had to turn right into the left it turn is. lane to get onto my road. And there's a guy that literally had two car lengths in front of him. And there's nobody coming. And I just wanted to be where he was. But I couldn't. Yeah, well, especially that not that many. The only I people who drive stick shifts now. That guy is sitting there in his crazy car. <laughs> especially now that, like, the only people who drive stick shifts have gone out of their way to get stick shifts because they know what the fuck they're doing. Because I remember, like, back in the 90s, be like, oh, well, fuck, I didn't drive in the 90s. Back when I was learning to drive in the early 2000s, it was like, oh, well, you always want to leave, like, some space because, you know, maybe the person in front of you is driving a stick shift and they're going to roll back a little bit before they take off. And it's like, that's not really a thing anymore. But still, though, like, if they roll back two a little bit, links. they'll roll back two or three feet, I would hope. Right. Maybe six. You're probably not within six feet of them. Just don't leave 60, 70 feet between you and that car. <laughs> and that happens. So, now um, that we finally broached this subject, um, can we talk about the Little Mermaid and how her motivations throughout the entire movie were very selfish and short-sighted? Okay, does this go with the PSA topic or with the Winnie the Pooh <laughs> <laughs> rape of childhood dreams. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. Not, or does this go with the whole about like uh, beating off to something is the same as watching the Food Network and eating drywall? Mm. Or does it go it's, it's, along with the uh, what we were talking about before we started recording? And It's really a coalescence of all of these things at okay. once, really. A synthesis. <laughs> yeah, a synthesis. A parable and, of all the things. So, yeah. I'm just going to use that word if I can't think of any other word. Yeah, one of those things you use to, you know, uh, like one of those umbrellas, but it's like for the for the sun instead of like for rain. A parable. Yeah. A parable. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so go on about the Little Mermaid. 
Yeah, go on with your parabola. <laughs> <laughs> so much like a parabola, Little Mermaid starts in a very high place. She's the princess of the sea. Her father is, what, King Trident, right? Yep. Yeah. I think that's right. And, uh, you know, she's, like, collecting all these knickknacks and stuff. But, you know, this uh, Gadget. privilege. The, yeah, thank you, Colin. Uh, the this privileged undersea white girl who just <laughs> thinks that you know she has it so hard because she can't have even more and experience even more of the world because she can't find meaning in her own life and her token Rastafarian crab. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Her yeah, and her selection of people that she's plucked from the lower classes. Of non mermaids. By the way, the like the the hierarchical society that's implied by this is also pretty concerning. But let's put that aside for the moment. <laughs> now she starts at a high place, but then you know she goes, uh, you know, gets legs and can go on the dry land with the other people, you know, and she loses her voice. And also her ability to write, apparently. <laughs> um, and and uh, yeah, and so that that's a very low spot. But then you know, at the end, um, the fat lady has something bad happen. The fat ugly person has a bad thing happen to them, oh, yeah. which is good. God forbid you're an ugly person in the Disney. They universe. get shipped. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, like. You know, is really saying something about like octopus people. So, is Ursula the only octopus person, or are there more? You octopus. Know? Another thing to think about. Yeah, because you know there are lots of mermaids. Is there no. only one octopus? Is she the last I... of her species? Is she like the survival, the last surviving member of a minority group that was purged by the mermaids <laughs> in centuries past, like some sort of squishy holocaust? <laughs> Tell uh, me this, yes, Disney. Ab absolutely, <laughs> she's that. I think now, she was justified. This now, was the least she could do to get back at this air, these, uh, these aerial end, these aerial end overlords. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. The end. I like when I tried to put together aerial and airy, and I got aerial. <laughs> the best kind of him. Back to Eeyore all over again. <laughs> <laughs> now, can we pull back for just a second and think about how we thought she's the fat, ugly person in this story, and it's a cartoon, and I think we only think she's ugly because she's fat, and that's saying something about us. It is. That's true. Thank she's you. also Thank purple. You. Yeah. Not a great sign. Doesn't I don't she know. Have... Skeeter on Doug was blue, and I thought he was a handsome man. Just throwing that out there. Skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> okay, good point. <laughs> That's an excellent rebuttal. It's a, it's a very uh, good parable. Skeet, skeet. Motherfucker. Ah, <laughs> uh, skeet, skeet. God damn. Okay, so. So, yeah. Ariel's a little privileged white bitch mermaid. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe she doesn't want to, like, have everything, because you can tell, like, in the song that she's singing, part of your world. I want to be part, just part, 
maybe it's like maybe it's another parable about segregation like the mermaids stay there and the humans stay there separate but equal she just wants to be part of it uh so this is like a white savior sort of story oh uh, <laughs> so uh, this, <laughs> no, that, this could be, be yeah she's like one of those first students going to that desegregated school <laughs> where the fish people and the regular people yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right maybe it's just a big parachute for desegregation i can see that <laughs> just trying to play ariel's advocate here <laughs> ariel's advocate this is when you Sorry. come back with a snappy comeback as I, to why that's not the case instead of trying I, to I, make a, a mashing <laughs> together of words the portmanteau, that's the word. Sorry, I just uh, I just went into default mode. We'll get it to yeah. Well, in the original Danish story, doesn't she like... Uh, uh, she doesn't just lose her voice. Like She has to cut her tongue out to grow legs. Because um, I guess you can either have legs or a tongue, but, you know, not both. That's true. Um, that sounds fair. So then she cuts <laughs> out her tongue to grow legs. Then she goes on the shore and finds out that Eric is already fucking and married to someone else. Wow. So then she, like, gets depressed and, like, goes and drowns herself and turns into the foam. That's the original, like, Hans Christian Andersen version. Man, every time you hear about any Disney story ever, <laughs> there's always a secret background. Like, yeah, Hercules, that was a good story, but did you know that in the actual Greek that Hercules was raped and killed by Christopher Robin? <laughs> <laughs> Oh bother! That that was uh, of his trials. That was the worst one. Yeah. He tried to, you know, one of his trials was to overcome Christopher Robin in the haunted hundred acre woods where none have returned. Oh my God! Oh, hundred acre hundred acre wood. It's right there. Sorry, I'll show you yeah. my hundred acre wood. One of his trials tore the sheds. Legendary son of Zeus, you gotta go reach all deep into that honey jar and get the honey on there on the other side of that log. There's like a honey jar. There's like so I gotta bend over this log and go get the honey out of there. Is that like some crazy immortal honey that? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. You go get it, boy. <laughs> oh dear! It appears I got my head stuck in the jar. Is that the jangling of Christopher Robin's belt being undone? I hear. <laughs> Don't you worry about it, boy. Go, go to your happy place, Hercules. I have often dreamed of a far off place. I've often dreamed of a far off place. <laughs> well, in the original Greek, Hercules ends up dying because a centaur tricked him into wearing a vest that shrinks and kills him. Ah. And then his wife tricked him into putting it on. Yeah. Something was lost Magical in translation. It was actually a gimp suit <laughs> that uh, was put on it by Christopher Robin. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was bad. It, it's kind of a funny thing, because, you know, well, not ha-ha funny, but, you know, the, uh, the gimp suit was squeezing him from the outside, and the... Uh, the butt plug was squeezing it from yeah. the inside. <laughs> yep. And so he that. got flattened out like some sort of, um, you know, he, he basically became like a, um, 
like one of those uh, Russian nesting dolls. Oh, yeah. Inside, yeah. just like a shell of his former self. Yeah. That was, yeah, Hercules. Well, that's, that that's where he gets his name. That's Christopher robbing him of his innocence and his <laughs> dignity and his humanity. <laughs> <laughs> and his anal elasticity. That was out the window. <laughs> So I, I think the point of this was Zero to, to, hero. To, to try to oh, talk man. about movies where the protagonist might not actually be the protagonist you think they are, might not be the hero. So, Ethan, did you have any other examples of that? Okay, so The Matrix, right? The um, It's like, oh, humans and machines had a big war, and we don't know who fired the first shot. But we do know that humans scorched the size skies so that the sun wouldn't shine through anymore. It's like, well, shit. That didn't seem like a, yo, that's great job, humanity. Great move. Yeah, those machines can't survive without the sun, nor can you or plants or, you know, any life other than, uh, like, chemotrophic uh, bacteria at the bottom of the ocean. I'm with the fucking machines on this one. And, like... That scene where Agent Smith explains, you know, the first version of the Matrix was supposed to be a paradise, but your human minds rejected it. It's like, man, machines are trying to be nice. Like, it's like, fuck, man, I, I'm pro machine on this one. Yeah. Yeah, they could probably create a better society than humans could. Oh yeah. Well, here's okay. So the machines have the ability to. Create like the conscious experience uh, in the you know in programming in in the machine, and we know that like a machine consciousness can inter can get into a human body because Agent Smith does that like in the third movie, um, and they like when the agents invade other people. So it's like you know they probably could have just like uploaded human consciousness into the machine into the matrix and be like hey we're just going to create another universe for you you don't have to worry about death or disease or anything and humans are like no we're going to escort the sky like i i'm totally pro machine on this one i don't know i think that could also be kind of a happy medium the part of your world type of thing like we can give the machines ai and they can, you know, have their own thoughts and, and wishes and all that, too. But I think, like, part of of the reason that it's wrong is because, like, it's, it's taking away the part that we think is humanity. Like, the free will that we think we have, which we may not have. But, like, the, the ability to make the decisions that are wrong or right. Like, even if... But you're still making those decisions, it's just that, you know... It's Simulation instead of, or uh, is it is that whole simulation making the decision? Are we going to oh, get into we're going to get into Descartes here, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Ah, fuck well, so Matrix, man. It always goes. It always goes back to Descartes with the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, and I hate playing Hearts. You know, <laughs> always with Descartes. <sighs> Or, you know, pitch, or a blackjack, you know, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that, that's my first entry into uh, movies where I'm not really sure we're supposed to be rooting for the right guy. Well, this isn't a movie, but also... Um, Winnie the Pooh. That... <laughs> 
<laughs> that uh, that series you watched. Those epilepsy and woozles got a bad rap. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. F your romp, that's for sure. Uh, they're a repressed minority is what they are. So uh, I thought it was very interesting that uh, that show turn Washington spies. It like this sends the whole series trying to convince you that, oh, this Simcoe guy, he's the bad guy. You should be rooting against him. Washington's the hero. Oh, by the way, when the war's over, uh, Simcoe decides that it's not a great idea to own other human beings and makes that illegal in the province he controls. Washington's like, I don't want to stir the pot. Slavery, it's fine. Yeah, that Which one was then, kind I mean, of a bad I... one. Because Simcoe was like, never anywhere near as cruel as that show made him out to be, like in real life. There's yeah. no evidence of that. Other than being kind of brutal in one battle, where like they, he killed people who surrendered, I think. Other than that. Mm. They probably yeah. didn't surrender hard enough, you know. <laughs> they just right. they didn't put their backs into it. I have they, that problem. They wanted a lot more of a villain in that story, and I think it would have been a better story had they made it the actual story, you know? Where yeah. uh, you know, good and bad and black and white is not as easy to tell. They did so that pretty well. We... Um when when Abe shot that guy who was quartered in his house who was a good oh, guy. Oh yeah. That was yeah. a good part. So I think we, we should give a little bit of context here for people who haven't watched this show. <laughs> yeah, which is probably most um, people. Yeah. Um, so it's actually very good. It was on, I think, AMC a few years back. Um, it it's was still a show, on Netflix now. Yeah, it is. Um, it was a show based on a book written about um, some of the um, spies that were employed by the Continental Army. The Culper Spiring. The Culper Spiring, exactly. Uh, so this is like a real historical thing. It's very embellished for the show, of course. But I'd love to, but Christopher Robin already ripped her spiring wide open. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, and so it, it was a spiring that, spiring that existed around New York um, when it was, uh, most importantly, when it was actually occupied by the British during the war. Um, and one of the main characters, well, the main protagonist i guess is the the so the guy's name isn't culper that was a code name for him but anyway he, that that's the guy um uh and the simcoe character was a british officer who was stationed in the town where culper lived and uh throughout the show this um Simcoe is, yeah, like Colin said, is the main antagonist. Uh, and uh, comes off as a real asshole. Like a guy you just love to hate. Actually, the yeah. actor who played that guy nailed that part. Yeah, he's absolutely brilliant because, yeah, if oh, I saw so that good. actor in His real life... His voice kind of sounds like he is bot. Yeah, he kind of has like this high-pitched, like... I mean, it's probably not his actual natural speaking voice. I don't it think like so. I don't. I think at the beginning it sounded pretty normal, but then by the end it's like, Mister Culver, you've come in again to my little shop of horrors. <laughs> oh my god! <clears throat> oh, 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 sorry. Jeez, was that my voice the whole time? <laughs> yeah, my last ball finally dropped. Um, yeah, although I think that might have been a fashion of the times. I don't know. Uh, I'm not an expert. Mostly I'm basing it off of that episode if it's always in sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. That's how it starts the revolution. 
<laughs> exactly. It's a bit like that. Um, so he kind of talks with a hot, his, his voice like pitched up. Um, but man, also, I, and he doesn't even really do that much bad stuff. Um, like even in the show. But, he kills uh, a few civilians. Yeah, tortures now, people you know. a little here and there. Yeah, you know, people do that. It is war. What do you do? Yeah. I <laughs> Pre-Geneva Convention. Here, here I go excusing war crimes again. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, hey, at least it wasn't the, you know, invasion of the Hundred Acre Woods from <laughs> 1963. So here we go. That we're, was the worst We're sympathizing the with the British. We're never going to get a good following in the South with talk like this. <laughs> The yeah, they're, yeah, they're all about America, and you know we're like, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, I yeah. think those, uh, I think the people who love America maybe a, a little off. Mm. It was the British were right the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Well, wasn't one of the wasn't like maybe not the main reason, but one of the reasons for the revolution that England was going to abolish slavery, and the colonies were like, I don't know, we're, you know, we kind of. We're getting some good use out of this institution. <laughs> Hadn't they already abolished it, like in in England, in the yes. British Isles? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, it's kind of convenient to do it there first. Yeah, I mean, their agriculture doesn't really want fewer slaves. Yeah, a lot fewer slaves there. Um, yeah, in yeah. the slave owner's defense. <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing where you know you're comparing. Um, the Simcoe Kaya to, to Washington, you know, Simcoe, he was stationed in Canada where they also didn't really have slaves. So it was kind of like an easy thing, relatively easy thing for him to say, oh, now we can't, you can't have slaves anymore. Everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, you betcha. And then <laughs> oh, yeah, Washington sure. We're has real all sorry these, about that. like, you know, Georgians an industry where it was, yeah, yeah, where it's like, you know, if he said, oh, you can't have slaves anymore, they'd be like, you know. I say, I say, this is a chicken. <laughs> this is a slave. And this is a rebel. This is a civil war. And this but is pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fucking prequel memes. I'm sorry. No, no, that's, 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 that's good. That's <laughs> definitely a... Uh, Racist Colonel Sanders, Foghorn Leghorn, racing Anakin Skywalker in a pod race for you. And who's not more relatable than that? You know, nobody does. Yeah, well, I mean, I think honestly, I mean, I always thought that the Star, that uh, episode one, uh, Phantom Menace, was just a prosciutto for, you know, the American Civil War. Mm. Isn't that a. A type of cured meat. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like is, that, is that a different word? I'm gonna, is, it was the. I'm going to take this, this. I'm going to take this uh, bit, and I'm going to stretch it out more than Pooh's asshole when Winnie the Pooh got done with that bowling pin. That was a weird episode. Yeah, that was a weird episode of. But uh, was Martha Stewart's show? That one. Yep. Okay, yeah, so one. I've I've got a movie where. You think, like, the protagonist and antagonist might be the wrong ones. Fucking Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm well, sorry. No, not Let's that. go. 
Let's get into this. I've got nothing. I just wanted, to, just wanted the title to shock you into laughter. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, we got to talk about the New World Order. I mean, that, that's, that's one. And, uh, and two, we got to talk about white genocide. You know, that's, that's, that's the second point. And the third point is, you know, Schindler is just kind of, he's probably gay. That's right. Totally gay. Anyway, so I, I have one. I saw this on uh, Reddit earlier today, actually. We, Colin, we, we no, go Colin. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> it's Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah! Oh my god, now that you mention it, that's really I, creepy. I don't yeah. know. Who the fuck does that? You know? Like, it's like next level sociopathic. You're like, what the fuck? You're like pretending to be another person to still hang out with your kids when your ex-wife is seeing a new dude. I think that's the premise, right? It's been a while since I've seen the movie. But the... Because, uh, like, Pierce Brosnan is the new boyfriend. That's new right. Or something Shitty like. James Bond is the end. And, and all he did in that whole movie was be... My, was, was to be handsome and attractive, right? Like, he didn't do anything wrong. He was just the new boyfriend. And then... The the ex husband comes in, dresses like a woman, and pretends to be and becomes like the uh, identity the setter. Yeah, for for his kids. That's pretty fucking weird. Okay, I That's think this is up. a a moralistic roller coaster here uh, 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 concerning the times. So this movie came out. I don't know ninety six. So maybe in ninety six, like ah, oh, this is funny. Fun things happen in the nineties because. Whatever you know, yeah. it's the nineties. I mean, Will Smith was big. Someone with the penis dressing up with their with someone with the penis between their legs dressing up as a woman. Hold on, I'll get to that. Punchline back then. Yeah. So true. so then we get into the two thousand and we think, oh, maybe this guy's kind of psychotic and this is this is stupid behavior. But now we're fucking we're in twenty nineteen and we're thinking, this guy, you know, he wants to see his kids. He wants to be transgender. I'm all for that. Trans age, yeah. So yeah, and trans age. This fucking movie was way ahead of its time. Yeah. And you guys are being assholes about it. Thinking <laughs> the wrong guy. Oh, yeah. So so I, I'm with you except for the subterfuge part of it, where he's. It would be one thing if he came out and honestly said, this "You can't is do that in the nineties, though, now. man." <laughs> <laughs> that was a different time also, back then. Also, it wasn't the reason he was doing it was not because he was actually a woman inside, or because he oh was my god, an typical white privilege was... <laughs> guy right there. He didn't actually feel that way, man. God. You don't he know was just doing feeling. it for attention. You know, all those guys out there who hang out around our kids. <laughs> That's right. All those guys out there who just for attention chemically castrate themselves and start taking estrogen. You know, for a laugh like you do. This is why we need bathroom laws. That's right. You know, to protect us from people like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> this is... You know, they're invading our communities, <laughs> our churches. 
putting their faces in our cakes. That was something that happened, right? Probably. <laughs> I mean, everybody got their face in a cake in a 90s movie. That's, that's right. It was... I mean... By the way, also... They should have had PSAs for that instead of catching on fire. <laughs> but what if it's a birthday cake? Oh, shit. You know, that's, that's what happens. It's like a double whammy sort of thing. Or is that double jeopardy? Um, you know, you don't need a PSA. Double on top. Okay. <laughs> double dragon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Run out of doubles. Um, yep, that, that's it. I can't. Um, I can't remember the movie I was even thinking of. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's just. How about a genre of movies? How about every? This started in the eighties, pretty much. Oh, every fuck. movie where, like, these rebellious teens are going against the wishes of their parents, or like even like the Breakfast Club. Like, is mm-hmm. is the principal that bad of a guy to trying to just like shock these kids by being an asshole to? to better their lives, trying to help Bender not become a criminal like he's so obviously going to become. But <laughs> yeah, it makes him look like such true. an asshole. Maybe he's trying I'm... to be an asshole to try to straighten him out a little. I mean, maybe the technique that's... isn't the right way, but his heart may be in the right place. It could be. I think that's giving him a lot of credits. Um, well, you don't know. He, he, has some, the, like, he has by a wide like, margin... Underpaid... It's by wide margin the least character development in that movie. You don't know anything about him other than a few times where he flips out on the kids. So even the janitor gets more character. Yeah, that's probably yeah, just PTSD does. from what Pooh Bear did to him or Christopher Robin did to him. Could be. Guy was Hercules before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a demigod. Went to the Hundred Acre Woods, came out of the. Ah, this is this is just like a really a uh, exploration of, of the idea of. Um, Joseph Campbell's monomyth that really all of humanity's stories, it's really all the same story about being violated by Christopher Robin. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know where this is going here. But I am aware it's, of this. It's like in yes, the Harry true. Potter story. The, ju- the big climax at the end when Harry Potter walks into the, you know, let's call it the Hundred Acre Woods outside <laughs> of the... Uh, um, castle. Oh, yeah. Gets violated. And his butthole opens at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... It's, it's, it's a weird one. And I then the, what, what Neville little... Longbottom does with that sword at the end. Oh, wow. Longbottom. If you haven't seen the director's cut of that. Yeah. <laughs> Version um, it released in England. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's pretty explicit. Like it, re- like first of all, um, when Harry Potter is brought back to the castle, he's just wearing a red shirt and nothing else. Um, so there's that, and then also um, all of the Death Eaters are different animals and stuffed animals, and um, I think they it's got kind stuff. of on the nose, frankly. Um, but uh, there you have it. You know what crossover uh, I want to see in movies? Oh, what? Fucking Harry Potter, and he's in a rom com, and it's fucking when Harry Potter met Sally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I've got any good quotes from it or anything, but I think the name. I think the title is good enough on its own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't really even imagine. Harry Potter met 
how can we smash these lines together? We'll, we'll get it in post. Uh, I mean, the, the only quote I know from that movie is, I'll have what she's having. Yeah, maybe the Weasley twins are alike. Because they, they sell all like the different candies and things that uh, make you go through physical transformation. They maybe just have like earth-shattering orgasm uh, Twizzlers or something like that. Ah. You know, cram those Twizzlers in your pooch. Yep. <laughs> Like I think it was implied that she was, you know, fucking herself with a breadstick in that scene, right? I, yeah, I mean, absolutely. What else to do with breadsticks? They're just, they're, they're just wasted calories, honestly. All right, it's like just a chunk of bread, <laughs> please. Another genre, entire genre of movies where you're rooting for the wrong people. Every '80s cop movie where the protagonist is a cop who doesn't follow the rules, like. I don't have time for, you know, civic proper procedures and the constitutional rights of people. I'm just going to stomp all over everyone's human rights. Go, 80s cop! Yeah, that's totally go, 80s right. cop, go. Yeah. That's true. He's a and loose that's, cannon. That's yeah. Why, that's why we but have... he gets results, just like the Gestapo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why we have the cops we have now. Gotta take it under your own power. Just do what you gotta do, cops. That's the like training video behind the scenes. Yeah. If that black guy looks menacing because of the color of his skin, you better take him out. Yeah. You know. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. There might be something to that, honestly. Like, a generation of cops who, when they were young, they decided they wanted to be cops. They were probably watching Lethal Weapon versus, you know, watching Andy Griffith. Oh, yeah. Andy Griffith, who I don't think Andy Griffith carried a gun. I know Barney did, and he had one bullet that he kept in his front pocket. And every now and then, like, a situation would arise where he'd have to get his one bullet out, and he'd be, you know, fumbling around and trying to get that one bullet out of his pocket. And by the time he got it out and got it in his gun, the situation had already resolved itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that when, one episode when, when the where he had the opportunity to, to raid the city. Mayberry. Why are there so many ostriches? <laughs> oh, got one bullet. That one scene where he had the opportunity to shoot the 911 hijackers before they got <laughs> on the plane. And he was just fumbling around with his bullet. Thanks a lot, Barty. <laughs> yeah. That would be a fucking hilarious, like, just a YouTube video, just black and white of his Barney impersonator. <laughs> Visual comedy works well on an audio medium. And that's the thing. I mean, Don Knotts was on that plane. <laughs> Damn it, that's right. That's why he died. I forgot yeah. about that. I mean, he was yeah. one of the hijackers, but we could uh, <laughs> we could we could switch that around. Yeah, he he his name became a Don Hakim Muhammad <laughs> uh, after he went to prison, and um, this is this is treading on. Uh, <laughs> on sh- on thin ice here, I think. But hey, you know, this is, this is all. Right. If the listeners made it this far in our podcast, <laughs> yeah, listener, if you want to see a picture of Muhammad, <laughs> stay tuned to the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, in an unrelated note, we're sorry to say this is our last. Episode. <laughs> 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 uh, we're just, we're just planning for the future. Guys, this isn't very sensitive. Let's go back to Christopher Robin raping Pooh Bear. 
<laughs> yeah. Although, you know, I think maybe Pooh Bear is actually complicit in this thing. Um, you know, maybe he started out being raped, but eventually he worked his way up and, you know, got some managerial role in, <laughs> you know, in the Hundred Acre Woods Rape Emporium. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one thing, you know, often, you know, victims then go on to become victimizers later in life. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, for Pooh Bear, that's just what he thought sex was. You know, that's just... You know, the way fucking Christopher Robin was robbing him of his uh, normal sexual development. He's just like, yeah, that's what that's what sex is, is someone puts a ball gag in your mouth and sticks your head in a jar of honey and bends you over a log and uh, and goes to town. You know, that's uh, yes. that's just that's just what it is to Pooh Bear. He doesn't know any better. He doesn't know any different. I don't see what's wrong with that. Yeah, I don't either. My childhood in a nutshell. I've been watching all the wrong porn. <laughs> and of course, you know, Rabbit, he was, you know, his former life was pulling a sled for, for a certain wizard, so yeah. he's got his own package there. <laughs> so, uh... That's a good crossover and stuff. Yeah, so, uh, good listener, rabbit. if, um... If you're, if you're out of the loop on that one, go back and listen to a great episode called Radagast the Church. Um, yes. I'll, I'll, alternate title, Bill Cosby the Brown. Yeah. We, we, we have a deep dive into the, uh, the mythos around the, uh, some of the lesser known wizards from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Speaking of Lord of the Rings, when I was watching uh, The Two Towers the other day, I, I've noticed this before, but I don't think I've ever brought up up on the pod. That scene where uh, Wormtongue, after he's uh, expelled from uh, Rohan, and he's uh, in Ornithank with, uh, with Sauron, and uh, he's like, Oh, but to take Rohan, you would need an army of thousands. And Sauron's like, Tens of Tons thousands. Of thousands. <laughs> and then Wormtongue's like, But my lord... No such, there is no such force. And then they get to the top of Ornithank and he looks out and there are tens of thousands of orcs. What the fuck was he doing for the past few days while orcs were gathering up? And were the orcs just being like super quiet? Like, everyone quiet. We're going to surprise Wormtongue. It's going to be great. <laughs> tens like, how of did he thousands. fucking miss that? And it's like his birthday and they have like <laughs> yeah. surprise. That's why you saw a tear roll down his cheek. He was so, yeah. he was really touched. You yeah. remember? It wasn't even a battle at all. They were just there to surprise Wormtongue's birthday, and then they went to Rohan, you know, to try and, like, like, hey, we got some, we still got, a, like, a keg and a half left over. We still got some cake. You guys want to come over? Let's go over to their place. We're taking the party to Rohan. You know, I, I think what happened is the reservation didn't go through. They had uh, a reservation uh, for Helm's Deep for that Friday and Saturday, <laughs> but then their schedules got mixed up with the Julian calendar or whatever, and then... They thought that the reservation was the next weekend, and so all these orcs are showing up unannounced, and they assume the worst. But in fact, all they wanted to do was have like a kid. No, this is this is the fucking perfect example of what we're talking about. When the the good guys are the bad guys, and the bad guys are the good. Those people in Rohan, they had their reservation at seven, and then the orcs had theirs at nine thirty respectable. If you're not out of there by two and a half hours, then you're an asshole. They were there well past ten, drunk, partying it up, and the orcs just wanted yeah. their fucking table. 
And they, they went out, they were standing outside patiently waiting for who knows how long for the Ro Rohirrim to leave so that they could have their nice party. But no, they had to, they had to do things the hard way. Well, and you know, like those... When when you when you're waiting at a place and they have like the little coasters with buzzers in them, mm, yeah. And then the buzzer goes off and you're like, "Oh shit, it's our turn." When they heard the the horn the horn of Helm Hammerhand blowing in the deep, they're like, "Oh, must have finally opened <laughs> up." <laughs> I would love to go to an Applebee's. That's how you know your table's ready. And then a dwarf you can hardly like a twenty foot horn. Yeah. You can hardly blame Gandalf then for coming in and killing them. Because let's face it, he's the old guy. He's there for the early bird special. That's right as the sun's get, rising. He's going to get his normal fucking table. And <laughs> he's going to go up. He's going to get there, kill the orcs, ride his horse up that little ramp, sit down in the, in the keep at his normal table, and get a grand slam. <laughs> of course. I was going to say, he'll, he should kill all the humans, too, on his way there. <laughs> <laughs> he could do. He could do. You know, I think the powers of Gandalf were really underutilized. You know, it's like bright lights. You know. No, I. You could do so that, much. That's an actual. Light. That's an actual criticism of the movie. Like jokes aside, like I remember watching that with so many people, and they're like, "Why doesn't Gandalf just like shoot fire at people? Where's all his magic? Like he has bright lights, and sometimes it's he uses wisdom, the power it's his to real power." He uses a, his, his power to break a bridge underneath his own fucking feet. Like, break it and fly or something. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like that would have been useful when all the orcs were, like, uh, crossing the drawbridge. Yeah, could no. come in handy. I don't know, maybe all of his powers were on cooldown. You know? It's like, um, if you ever played any of those um, Lord of the Rings video games where... You know, you, you can you can use your special ability, but then you have to wait like you know thirty seconds before. Oh you use yeah, it. you know maybe just, like just when Gandalf make it was fighting camera. the um, was fighting the Witch King. You know, he would have used his shoot fire power, but he was going to have to wait another like thirty minutes before he could use it again. And that's why he was cowering behind that door. He was just like looking at his watch, like his his little sundial that he wears on his wrist. Like, oh fuck, when <laughs> when am I going to be able to use my shoot flamethrower thing again? But uh, then the guy just didn't even come through the door. He came down on his fell beast and, you know, got okay. fucked. Speaking of misuse of magical powers, can we talk about the Jedi? Okay. Yes. I've got Let's a few beefs with the Jedi. <laughs> All right. One, they can fly. Surely they can fly. Two, this is a Sith mostly part. But you don't need to choke someone to kill them if you have the force. Just give them a quick aneurysm. Yeah. Take them out real easily that way. That's true. And three, if... Okay, maybe they do this and it doesn't quite make it. Maybe this is a weird off-topic thing. But they could totally make uh, eating meat a lot better. if Because if you're just... Manipulating weak minds, you can totally manipulate a cow into thinking, I want to be eaten. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it just walks into your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> just walks right in. <laughs> just dislodge your jaw and it walks straight in. So, the, um, as an alternative 
uh, fantasy universe with magic, where this is sort of addressed, is in the um, the Aragon books, which I think Ethan you've read. I have read, yeah, yeah. Colin, have you ever read those? No. So they they talk about why you can't. The first two are pretty good. The last themselves. two are kind of like man, but they're worth reading. That <laughs> <laughs> they. Uh, I don't think they discuss that point. Although the main character does become vegetarian because he sees like the waste of a power. Um, something. Anyway, but the the whole thing where you're talking about like you can use just like a little bit of magic to just like fuck with somebody's brain. It's like doesn't take a lot. Just like a little bit of pressure in the right point, bam, they're dead, sort of thing. And so in in that sense, like in battles between armies in this universe, if you have one person on one army who knows how to do this, it's it's laughably one-sided. They can just murder the entire other army, or enough so that they want to, don't want to fight anymore. Right. Um, so the way battles work is you have um, like platoons of wizards on each side and most of their job is just defending um, their own armies from these attacks to okay. try to like neutralize so, this. So thing. can I can I rebuke by saying there are only ever two Sith, never more, never less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I mean this, uh, yeah, is not addressed. Also, like so, which of the three Stooges wasn't Sith? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah it's Curly. <laughs> yeah, curly. I, was, I was gonna say Curly. Absolutely, I was gonna say Curly yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, Larry and Mo. There's some unsavory characters. Absolutely, yeah. Stiff. Curly How, just got drug along. Yeah, yeah, Curly was like their uh, their gonk droid. You know? <laughs> so, listener, we'll have a little informal survey at the end. Let us know which. Stooge, you think was not a Sith Lord? <laughs> or Curly? Hint: the correct answer is clearly Curly. One hundred percent of respondents so far have said Curly. <laughs> Poor Curly. Man. Curly was not a Sith Lord. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I think this is a fan theory that deserves at least a two-hour YouTube video. <laughs> Somebody doing a real deep dive into the lore of uh, the Three Stooges to really, you know, suss out what was going on there. Because nobody, and I say nobody, could sustain that much physical damage without dying, bringing us back to 90s movies. <laughs> Home Alone. Those burglars would have died Many times over, given the trauma they sustained. Oh, yeah. I thought you were movies. going to say that they were the good guys. Those burglars. <laughs> they just wanted a warm place to sleep it off. A nice home-cooked meal. Well, they that certainly wasn't got supposed more than they to be there. For. Well, especially, like in the, you know, especially in the first one. Because in the second, in Home Alone 2, they've got a vendetta, and they want to physically harm Kevin, right? But in the first one, they're just burglars. They're after material goods. You're, like, going to permanently, like, dude, like, he's burning their flesh and, like, all of these things that are, like, potentially disfiguring, disabling injuries. It's like, dude, how much is your fucking TV worth? No, man, they're the wet bandits. They 
plug a sink before they leave and flood the whole house. There's pets in those <laughs> houses that are going to die because of this. That's, They're murderers. That's a good point. Yeah, they do kill pets. But actually, in the second one, I didn't know this, but I rewatched Home Alone 2 recently because it was on TV because these good. movies are always on Wise TV. Wise decision. And uh, so what, what it was actually going on is they didn't necessarily want to harm Kevin. What happened was they robbed the toy store and Kevin took a picture of them with like, oh. his, uh, like his Polaroid camera. And they wanted that picture so that he wouldn't have evidence that it was them who robbed the toy store. Oh, right? that's right. So that's really what they wanted. But then, of course, by the end, you know, after they had been, you know, these guys must be demigods or something. You know, the Hercules angle is going to play in here somewhere, I'm sure. Um, they somehow survive all of these terrible maiming incidents um, and sustain quite a lot of pain. So at this point, I actually don't blame them at all for wanting to uh, murder Kevin. I probably would do the same, frankly. Um, and, then, and then he gets help from a homeless person who can command birds... <laughs> and, oh my uh, god. Yeah. Her magical this. power. Jeez. Yeah. Except for their fucking pigeons. Just like Gandalf. She oh, like caught him off and whispered to it. It's like, what has the she man done? Manway sent his pigeons to shit all over Joe Pesci. What is she How great done would that have been if in the two or in the fellowship when when Gandalf's on top of Orthanc and he grabs the moth and then whispers to it, then lets it go, and it flies directly into a fire and dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> or it like goes, and, instead of getting an eagle, it gets a pigeon. And like, he sees it flying, he thinks it's like an eagle that's far in the distance, and he just jumps onto a pigeon. Yeah, going <laughs> do not share power, and he jumps off and lands on a pigeon. They both go flying straight down to death. <laughs> And then, but it cuts to the moth, who meanwhile had been flying all the way to Mordor and then flies into the Eye of Sauron. It would have been better if instead of on top of Orthanc, he was inside of it. And he grabs the moth, and it just like keeps running into a window. <laughs> also, so like, I forget what the the lore is around Orthanc. So it's made out of like volcanic glass or something. Who was it? Elves who made it? What was the deal? I don't remember. I thought it was supposed to be like unbreakable or whatever. Yeah, like I remember that like. In the story, at least, like, the Ents, like, tried to, like, bash it to bits, but, like, they couldn't. Yeah, they could tear yeah. off, tear up everything else around there, but right. I think, like, the tower itself, yeah, I, they couldn't touch. I can't remember either. I thought it might have been a, well, it was certainly, a, like, a Numenorean tower, but I'm not sure who ended up, who built it in the first place. It's probably the Swan Boats guy. That guy built everything. But Gil also... Galad. How great would it have been if instead of making it out of like this or this um, this opaque volcanic glass, he's like made it out of like ordinary glass, so like you could see into it. Yeah, and there, Saruman's and, taking a shower in there. He's <laughs> a little wizard dick. And yeah. like, you know, every day at about two in the afternoon, 
all of the light like focuses in just the wrong way and burns the whole forest down. <laughs> like Saruman didn't even intend to actually like tear up Fangorn. It was just, you know, February and in that time of the year the sun focuses the right way and the um the end fire squad was drunk and so they didn't, <laughs> you know, deal with it and bada bing bada boom. Burn the forest down. Sorry. It- it was it was made now. by it was made by men. Men, men are weak. I was there two thousand <laughs> years ago. Sorry, I wasn't actually there. That was uh, Elrond. <laughs> I was quoting him. In case you guys didn't know that. Also, I think that's pretty racist for him to say that. You know. Yeah, that is that is very racist. Yeah. So come on, men didn't decide to, you know, be weak. We just are. Yeah. Unless, like, you're a a mother whose baby's trapped under a car, then apparently men could be, or women, in fact. Oh, that's right. They could be, like, super strong. They could, like, lift up cars and twiddle them on your fingers. I mean, are we supposed to, are we to assume that all the Nazgul are dudes? I guess so. It does say specifically, like, in like the, the the little poem thing about the Lord of the Rings, nine men doomed to die. Yeah. Right? But I mean, I know I know man is often a used for humanity. Yeah. That like it's the there were no queens who got rings of power. That's right. Because they got the real ring of power. You know what I mean? <laughs> they control any guy with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just a Listener, that's my thirty. That's like my ten seconds of surly New York guy voice for tonight, which I can't do for another week until my voice recovers. Okay, I totally didn't hear that. That didn't come to my end. All I saw was Caleb like doing a little dance. <laughs> this is how I react to that voice. So, listener, if you ever see me out in public and just want to see me dance, just start you know talking with a surly New York guy voice. This is why I can't live in New York. That's right. I'd be constantly until you die. <laughs> you know, it's a special type of hell. Also, I don't think people in New York talk like that. Are you they sure? totally do. <laughs> hey, I'm going wow. to New York here in a couple months for the first time ever. I'll let you know. That's right. You know, you go to New York. You go to that Broadway place, and they're all on stage. Uh, 625,600 minutes, hey, motherfucker, what do you think you're doing here? <laughs> hey, imagine a life of a woman or a man, hey. That is exactly what New York is like. Yeah, I remember watching Seinfeld the same way. I'm not a stickler for a tickler. Not a stickler for a tickler. <laughs> and listener, we're not a stickler for your time. So... <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna cut us off right end here. That. Don't end yeah. up. <laughs> no, no, no. We've we've gone too long again. I'm afraid <laughs> it's time for us to say goodbye for another week. So, listener, until next time, it's been so long. Farewell. A few minutes. Good night. I don't. I get a book. I've often dreamed yeah. of a far off place. I've often dreamed of a far off. <laughs>